Good morning, friends. How are you doing today? We are in the book of James, reading chapter 2. So follow along. I read, this is the New King James Version. I read the King James Version and the New King James Version. Those are the two that I read. Um, I wouldn't really read any other ones. I refer to the King James Version just as much as I do this one. But I read this one easier when I'm on podcast. Okay. Um, I want you to pay attention to James's tone of voice. And I want you to ask yourself if he would be accepted in any of the churches today, the American churches specifically. Uh, pay attention to what he says and his, how he speaks. I believe all the apostles of the Bible had the heart for for believers. I believe that they really truly loved the Lord and they loved fellow believers. And so I I try to replicate their tone of voice because I believe that God speaks he's consistent in his ways. God is consistent in his ways and he knows the heart of man. So the Bible specifically speaks to the heart of man. And and that is why it's a hard pill for some to swallow. But for others, it's, it's a remarkable, um, remarkable, beautiful anchor security to have the word s- spoken to us because that means that God cares enough to show us the way and doesn't just leave us in the dirt and mire. So read along in James chapter 2 and let's see what we can learn today. Underline anything that may stand out to you or that you may want to come back and, and meditate on. I'm going to say a small prayer before we read today. Lord God, show us the way. Help us to to be excited and motivated about hearing your word, learning your word, and doing your word. And help us to retain what we read so that we, we can glorify your name in all that we do and, and go out and, and share the, the love of God, the word of God with others. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to start with chapter 2. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, You sit here in a good place. And say to the poor man, You stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? So he's indicating that showing partiality is is evil. And here he's saying that you are judging outward appearance, which Christ caused us not to do. We are not, we are to judge righteous judgments. And that is judging one's fruit. We don't always have to 
verbalize judgments, but judgments are discern discernments. And when we are ensnared by outward appearance or adornments, we are not only ensnaring ourselves, but other people if we if we are making rash judgments based on outward appearance and not based on character or the fruit that one bears. And he's very clear on that. He says, listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? And remember in, in James's day that in this time period, there was more of a chaste system, which means that people were born into nobility or wealth. Uh, it was not anything like what America has, which where you could be born in one class and move from one class to another. Uh, actually, America is the one in all of the human history that has uh, introduced this system that man can be uh, mobile. He can move from one class to another. Um, and I believe that's one reason why America was so blessed and prosperous is because it gave man the freedom to kind of move upward, upward mobility, not having, allowing just one class of people to have so much power over others. But here James is showing that, you know, we're talking elitism here where the, the wealthy uh, would oppress and, and probably exploit and, and make sure that, he says, do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? You know, you're, you, in Christ we all have a noble name. And those who are not in Christ will are, are, are in, of the world system who easily will exploit others for their own gain or benefit. Okay, we continue to read. If you really if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, the royal law now is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak, and so do, as those who will be judged by the law of liberty, which is the law of God, because we're free in his law to obey it and to bring life in abundance. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy comes from a place of understanding. And we must all understand that we all fall short. And um, we're all sinners. And that at no time will we be uh, exalted above another. You know, God does exalt the humble. And we are to be humble. All right, we keep going. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus faith by itself, 
if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So he's saying you must have a faith beyond what the demons have because demons uh, most definitely have a faith. I mean, they believe in God. Uh, Faith is a trust in God and and placing God in the correct position, uh, making him Lord of your life. And in doing so, obeying his will because you know that his will is the best will. And and I'll go I'll talk more about that because it it reflects the the statement in Ephesians 2:10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works and which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them because once we receive Christ we receive the Holy Spirit who guides us gives us the strength to to do good works works that bring life and not death and so we keep reading but do you want to know O foolish man that faith without works is dead was not abraham our father justified by works when he offered isaac his son on the altar because basically um faith in god brings about it it produces goodness and good fruit and good actions and that's what he's saying here do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect and the scripture was fulfilled which says abraham believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of god you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only now this is not speaking of salvation our works can never save us. This has nothing to do with salvation. This is saying that in Christ, we we produce good works. Not That is after salvation <laughs> because we receive the Holy Spirit that's promised to us. So receiving the Holy Spirit means that the Holy Spirit resides in us and guides us into righteousness. So therefore, this has nothing to do with salvation. This is showing, this is speaking on how Uh, Faith will produce in you good works. And and this scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And that is just a beautiful reading. And so today I discussed it as we went. um, How James is speaking on, you know, the same things that we're dealing with today in the church, they were dealing with then. And it just goes to show that man's heart, God knows man's heart. And... And we we haven't changed. We haven't changed. Uh, those in Christ become become a new a new creature, and that's what's uh, the hope in us that Christ brings new life in a new way. 
but they were dealing with the same things in the church with people showing partiality based on an outward appearance. You know, people uh, will give the wealthy, uh, they will show them more favor favoritism because they feel that they could do something for them and the lord wants us to fully rely on him and not others for for benefits right and uh also god knows the hearts of men so you know there is so much depth to the heart of a one human being that we will never know uh you know them fully and so we won't have all the answers as to why they react a certain way. I mean, we're talking about ourselves as well. I'm talking about every human being, but God knows. And that's why he is the most judge, just judge. And so that is why we're not to be rash about any judgments. We're only to judge fruit that we can judge. We can judge actions because we can say that this certain action will lead to this certain uh, outcome. And that's what that is. And so God warns. He all, He loves us enough to warn us about things, but he doesn't want us to be in a continual cycle, basically also of trying to assess others before we assess our own hearts because we're so, we're so blinded by what we do and can easily see the flaws of others. And we need to revert that and recognize the flaws within ourselves so that we can just honor God in all that we have and to help others. That should be our intention. But this is a blessed reading. I love reading James. And we will be back tomorrow to read chapter 3 and discuss that one. And please share these podcasts because that will be your way of spreading the Word of God because, you know, I, I could be, there's so many things on my heart I see the increase of evil works in the nation that I live in and that we live in. And it's very painful to watch because so many of the innocent are being harmed. All the innocent are being harmed by the increase of immorality. And the number one way to reverse such a depraved state is to read the Word of God and just share it with other people. And so that's what I'm doing. And you can be a part of that by sharing this podcast on your Facebook or wherever you can so that we can come together and read the pure Word of God because it's lacking in most churches today. And that, and that is my, I believe, it is the core reason is why we're seeing the decline, the moral decline in our nation. So I'm just doing this podcast for that reason and to also bring the brethren together the brethren that truly love God and love others. And it's difficult um, in this world to love others because there's so many that are so willing to 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 harm others quickly. <laughs> and uh, conniving and manipulation and deception and all this, it's, it's hard to, to watch. But I say stand firm in the Word of God and... and Remain steadfast. That's where our heart needs to be. But I hope you have a blessed day, brethren, and I will be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.